Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program, the Boys Club. The gentlemen will discuss uh, issues, some of which we discussed with the ladies last week, like what qualifies as a form of infidelity and why do so many women have problems with their guy watching porn and do they have a problem if she watches? What about couples who go to bed at different times? What if you're a night owl and your partner is a morning lark? Is there uh, a problem? Does this affect your relationship your sex life. Those are just some of the issues we will tackle with the guys in studio. But first, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. Let me answer some of your uh, questions, some by email, some by text, 514-800 to text me a question, or you can always email it to me during the week at five at uh, Lori at drlaurie.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. Dot com and I'll be happy to answer them uh, on the air, and I do that at the beginning of every show. Uh, dear Dr. Lori, is there any difference between circumcised and not one, or not circumcised, for women's enjoyment? Well, that's a, that's a good question. There's always a debate about circum- circumcised versus uncircumcised. I can tell you that the research that has looked at circumcised versus uncircumcised in terms of sexual pleasure finds no uh, significant difference, no statistical significant difference. Now, of course, there's exceptions to every uh, rule, but they've uh, often, uh, what how they make these studies is they'll look at men who have been circumcised later in life, so have been sexual as a circumcised man, as an uncircumcised man, and sexual post circumcision, and uh, m- most of the studies I have read has has found very very little uh, difference. I think in terms of women's enjoyment, um, again, uh, they, they could vary. I haven't seen any research done on the women's side of it, and uh, whether they experience more pleasure. You'd have to find women of those partners who are pre and and post or women who can tell you that they've had both and the difference. But problem is, is that when when you talk about a good lover or a sexual experience, it goes so far beyond the feeling of penis and vagina, right? Uh, I mean, it's not most women get their uh, sexual uh, arousal and satisfaction through clitoral stimulation and not necessarily through internal stimulation. Uh, although it, 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 it's pleasant and, and what have you, it's not the way they get the most of their arousal. So, and plus the, the context matters, the person matters. So I'm not sure we'd be able to really tease that out in terms of uh, what is most enjoyment uh, for women? If it's you know, if we're just 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 talking about the the penetration with or or without um, a foreskin. Thing about the foreskin is that in in a in the vagina, it acts as a, a, a as its own lubricant because it's um, it's a sleeve that basically moves with with uh, the thrusting with the penetration. So it might might be for some women uh, more comfortable, for example. Uh, but again, I, I have not seen uh, the research on that at all, or if there is any, I'm not sure. 
All right. My husband has a curve in his penis and it makes it difficult for us to have sex comfortably. What should we do? So first I'd want to know about this curve. Is it a curve that developed um, at some point? Like, has it always been there? If it developed later, then I would say this is a, a condition. It's called Peyronie's disease caused by scar tissue somehow that's causing the curve. So there is treatment for that, but you'd have to check with a, uh, with a urologist. Check with your doctor, get a referral to a urologist, and find out. In the meantime, I would say um, watch the positions that bring you any kind of uh, discomfort. Always use lubricant, of course. Uh, but you'd have to find positions where uh, your partner could go in gently be in control of the angle of his penis in in a way that's not painful for you so you'll have to work with it uh, to see um, which positions work best for you on the text board at 514-800 is it a red flag if a man tells you that masturbation is selfish Wow. I rarely orgasm with regular sex. Also, if I'm a bit loud in public when I'm talking, he tells me to be quiet and raised his hand in a fist, even though he looks like he is smiling jokingly. I felt love bombed by him as he was really nice and affectionate at first and talking about marriage. Should I run? Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will tell you that there's a couple of red flags there, first of all. Uh, why is masturbation selfish and why, and, and even so, are you not allowed to be a little bit selfish, like do things for yourself if that's what selfish means? Uh, is it hurting him that you're pleasuring yourself? Are you taking it away from him? Um, like they're two different acts. They're two different things, first of all. Uh, and a lot of women will orgasm during masturbation because of the clitoral stimulation. You say you rarely orgasm with regular sex. I'm assuming you mean intercourse. Well, you're not alone considering that 80% of women will not intercourse, will not um, orgasm through intercourse alone. The other red flag is that he's not accepting you as you are. Some of us are loud talkers. I'm speaking as a loud talker myself. Um, and if your partner is not accepting this part of you, are you going to be forever being shushed by him in public? And how does that make you feel? So think about how all of this makes you feel. And if it doesn't make you feel good, then maybe you need to reevaluate this kind of relationship. Love bombing, that happens. You know, when, every, when somebody makes you think you're the best thing since sliced bread at the at very, very early on in the relationship and then starts picking you apart. Uh, and this is what it sounds like. It's like, it, 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 does this get better? Mm, not so sure. These are red flags that could actually pick up steam as you get more and more serious or more, uh, committed where he may try to control other parts of your behavior. So here's two things he's controlling or trying to your masturbation practices and your, uh, your level of, uh, uh, uh your voice, basically. Those are major things. So think about that. You got to think about that. 514-800, if you would like to uh, text in. Well, here's another uh, similar question. I orgasm fairly easily during masturbation and oral sex, but I've never been able to climax during penetration. Is this a physical thing or a mental thing? Um, so, okay, again, I'm going to repeat it. You're not alone. 70 to 80% of women 
who can orgasm in other ways do not orgasm uh, through penetrative sex. That's just the the physicality of it, the biological uh, part of it. So if for a woman, physically, she needs the right type of stimulation, and it that type of stimulation has to be to the clitoral area if you want to reach uh, an orgasm during coupled uh, sex. So maybe you need to talk about, uh, talk with your partner to see what kind of friction you need, what kind of pressure to the clitoral area that you need. Um, you can uh, see if you could have him uh, replicate what you do during uh, self-pleasure since you know how to bring yourself uh, to, uh, to orgasm and see if during penetration you could actually shift your position, like try a, a, a new position where you add pressure. Now there's a one trick that can be used is using a, like a Nerf ball or one of those little, um, you know, the squishy balls that, the, for like a stress ball. And you're, pu- you put it between the two groins basically where you get a little more pressure during the penetrative sex on the, the pressure onto the clitoral area, um, not inside, but on the outside. And that may be uh, helpful to you. Coming up, the guys join me in studio and we'll uh, we'll get things from a guy's perspective. So if there's any questions, issues, you want to get a guy's view on it, now tonight's uh, the night. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Oh, lots of interesting topics to discuss tonight. First of all, is watching porn a form of infidelity and why do so many women uh, have a problem with their guy watching porn? And do guys have a problem with their ladies watching porn? That's one of the topics we'll discuss. In studio with us, Erwin Lamberski, a businessman in Montreal, age 60 plus, 61 only, uh, married, grand, grandfather of several. Uh, we have uh, Stephen Drulis, who's a chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi. He's 41. He's married and has uh, young kids. You're the one with the youngest kids, I think. Although, Marshall, you have the young kids too. Marshall Duskus is here. He's a 48, twice divorced father. 48 as minus. Well. <laughs> 48 minus. On the, you're going down, right? Right? Downwards. All right. I don't know if you heard... Um, this last text, but I wanted to, uh, to to read it to you as as a guy what you would tell this woman. All right, I gave her my opinion, but I want you to give yours. She writes: Is it a red flag if a man tells you that masturbation is selfish? That's number one. So she, there's two red flags she's talking about. Then she says, if I'm a bit loud in public when I'm talking, he tells me to be quiet and raises his hand in a fist, even though he looks like he is smiling jokingly should i run i would raise my hand too i would tell her raise your hand wave by and keep going okay i mean it's a this is just a controlling guy so for you yeah you yeah, see that it's a controlling guy if this was someone i knew or a friend of mine or even a daughter let's let's, let's say mm-hmm. i would tell her no no this guy's just controlling and I cannot imagine my like I'm 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 a pretty loud talker and my husband's quieter. But if he ever shushed me in, in public, I think I'd like I don't know what I would do, Marshall. Why would you why would you want to have a partner 
who doesn't want you to be who you are in mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. So I see two red flags. I see one with regards to the selfish uh, masturbation being selfish. That's, yeah. uh, that sounds ridiculous and sounds to me that he's selfish. And uh, with regards to raising his hand and telling you to shush in public, it's... I would, you know, go a little bit farther than Irwin and I would say I would get up, you know, raise your middle finger and then walk away. You're worth more than uh, than this guy. Find somebody else. Steve, your opinion? I don't like the raised fist. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that part, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a threatening move, right? yeah. whether you have a smile on your face or not. You know, certain things can be taken out of context with one side of a story, right? But, you know, when, when I hear a raised fist and shushing out loud, that bothers me more than anything else. There right. might be a situation where I want my wife to hold back a bit. Mm-hmm. I would maybe quietly hold her hand or give her a tap or just a mm-hmm. eye signal or something mm-hmm. and explain to her why after. And there might have been a reason, you know. But you're the qui- Are you the quieter one in your relationship? Oh, no, 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 no. She's much quieter She's than you are? She's much quieter, yeah. So. Does she ever shush you? <laughs> no, no. No? No. Not even when you come here on the radio and air your, you know, <laughs> air your thoughts? <laughs> nah. But we got we got a classy holster. You never, you never put us on the spot, so... Yeah. <laughs> Too badly, anyway. My girlfriend, she laughs out loud when she thinks something's funny. She's got like you know a huge smile on her face and laughs so loud. I get a kick out of it because mm-hmm. I I can tell that she's genuinely you know um you know she's genuinely exuberant, herself. right? And There's an exuberance yeah, to exactly. loud talking. She's, also, she's always like that. So. You know, right, and you know my wife. My wife, you know what she's well, thinking. She, yeah, well, she can be loud she too. Be That's thinking, why we're good friends. She can be, think, she can be thinking, <laughs> but she's she's honest and straightforward and. Mm-hmm. You know what you see is what you get, and not not in in. You're not going to try term. to stop that either. No, right? No, 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 not at all. So this texture writes that from man's point, why does my husband associate oh, associate a clean house with if with if he decides he will talk to me? That sounds controlling, also. So if your house isn't clean, your husband's not talking to you, and why is it on you to clean the house? And does he take any part in this? Are you a stay-at-home person? Like, there's a lot of unanswered things yeah. here that I would want to know in terms of context, uh, because you can't just take things out of context like that. I'd want to know a bit more. Nothing wrong with a clean house as long as you participate, and you know. Yeah, but imagine he won't talk to yeah, her. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He, I, I'm not talking to you unless our house is clean. It's, is another controlling kind of move. It's quite juvenile, actually. Okay, is that right. the same texture? No. No, no, this okay. is a different one. Uh, yet a different texter says, Interesting, Lori, you mentioned the texter was having her voice controlled and silenced by her critical partner. Just curious if you might agree that the same might apply in the case where someone criticizes when you scream in pain, say if you stub your toe or something similar, as well as sneeze loudly, as opposed to holding it back, despite the nature of your relationship with them. Again, why would I criticize somebody? It's like, like I have a loud laugh. You can hear me across the room. I'm a little spooked right now. You know? Uh, Why? I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of crazies out there. (laughs) Well. You you, you stub your toe. You say, ow. I mean, it's not like. What if you scream out? Like, so if you're a screamer or what if you were loud during sex or you're a loud sneezer? Like, so what? Like, so what? Nothing wrong with a loud screamer. (laughs) Whether you're in pain or 
in in ecstasy, right? <laughs> I mean, I get if you need to shush your partner because you might wake up the kids. Like there's, you know, there's certain things. Or, you know, you're at your parents' house sleeping over and you're like, oh, okay, keep it down. Like I'm not comfortable with this. That's one thing. But if you're doing this on a regular basis because you can't accept that this is how your partner is and that's part of their personality, there is a problem with that relationship. Unless the couples are kind of identical. Because I... I, I I know a couple of couples that like really probably get off on it that yelling at each other and shushing each other and even worse than that. But they okay, but won't yeah, give that's a- conflict. That's to me is is not one just being critical of the other because they 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 talk they're loud talkers. It's more about when they're yelling at each other. That's like a, a couples that are highly conf- like conflictual or very or. Well, when they're yelling at each other, they're not communicating with each other. Well, that's quite true. You know, it's very hard to communicate. And both of them, you know, probably turn off the receptors, you know, and all there is is just noise. That's true. You're not receiving. You're just uh, spitting it out. I kind of feel sometimes like they're communicating more than the passive aggressive couples. Well, hold Mm. on. Like I do worry. You're right that I worry more about couples who never argue because it means they're shutting up, right? Nobody's talking. Resentment gets built up. There's, it comes out in other ways. So usually, like in the couples who fight, if they fight fair, so without being nasty with each other, and they res- get to a resolution of their uh, argument or their conflict, that's okay. Like that's not, you know, it's not a measure of how much you argue, but how you argue. And if you never argue, it, yeah. is it because somebody just keeps their mouth shut? No, I literally like this couple I'm referring to, like they'd probably be bored if they weren't arguing. Like it's just part of their personality. If it works, if it works for them, but if they get to resolve things and then they get to make up with some good sex after or something, they're probably mm-hmm. a highly passionate couple too. And they seem like one of the most honest couples I know. Well, so. there so, you go. So see, people mm-hmm. communicate differently. Yeah. yeah, as long as you get to a resolution, as long as it's clean, like it, it respectful. Like there's when you call each other names, I draw the line at that. You know, that to me is uh, not like, toxic. It's yeah, it can be, and, and it's just not respectful. Or telling every you know, telling your partner to f off or whatever that just doesn't work. You know, mm. that's uh, not cool. So one of the topics I wanted to bring up that we brought up with the ladies was is uh, is watching porn a form of infidelity. I'd read an interesting article on that um, because a lot of men tend to hide their porn watching from their partner, not because they feel they're doing something wrong, but because they're afraid of their partner's reaction to it. And I wonder, when when did we get to a place where we think that, that this is somehow a form of betrayal? Like, how did we get there? So I don't know what you guys think about that. And if your partner was watching porn, would you feel betrayed? I think watching porn is so, is sort of like a a private moment between you and whatever porn site you're on, right? And if your spouse walks in on you, you're in a compromising position that you, you know, I, I just think that I don't know if it's you know more betrayal or that you're you're in your own private moment at the time and you don't want to you don't want to be seen and you're completely exposed. Right. Um, I, I, if, if that happened to me, I would be embarrassed, not because it's an, a betrayal, but because 
I'm. It's your I'm personal exp- space. Exactly. It's right. my personal space. Right. Well, but, right? I mean, masturbation is usually we call it a you know solo sex, right? Yeah, it's solo a solo sex. activity. So unless you agree and, and do it together, yeah. which is a different situation. It's like duo altogether. sex. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, do, doing it differently. Um, but like, would you be up? Would you feel betrayed if you found out that your partner, your female partner, was watching pornography I, and masturbating? I, I don't think it's betrayal. I, I mean, it's someone's fantasy. It really is it's fantasy. It is escapism. Uh, at least we hope it is because it doesn't want to, you don't want it to lead to anything else. But yeah, I would think of it as someone watching porn, whether it be the male or the female or whatever sex it is, you know, you, you are at that time feeling that uh, it's basically uh, your own private moment and it's fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't find it even being close to being betrayal. Okay. What about I'd be you? all for it if I found out that you know. <laughs> That's my what I get was, from a lot of men. It's like, you know, oh, I'm you're the, sexual. Good. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like that. I mean, yeah. I would rather you be sexual than not sexual. You know. Right, and this is an indicator. And maybe there are things that you're watching that you know maybe you want to experiment. With. Uh, I'd exactly. love to get inside that head. What? Whose head? Well, let's just say it was my wife. Uh huh. You know, like, and all of a sudden, oh, is this what you like? Would you be surprised? Like, you think? Uh, if I call my wife, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I literally sometimes just put it on to see my wife run out of the room. Okay, so it's it's like an ongoing joke in my house. Yeah. There could be opportunities yeah. knocking at the door that you didn't know existed before. Possibly yeah. uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, along the same vein, uh, fantasizing about someone else. Uh, is that a form of infidelity? Plus, uh, some great questions from uh, some of our texters. For our panelists, Erwin, Stephen, and Marshall in studio with us for the Boys Club here on Passion. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. We've been discussing porn watching uh, with uh, the guys in studio and if their partners or female partners were watching porn, nobody seems to be have any issues with that yet. You know, a lot of women still feel that uh, it is a problem if their partner uh, does watch porn or may consider it as part of uh, somewhat of an infidelity, maybe a, a micro-infidelity. Uh, in studio, the guys are here. Erwin Lamberski, who is 61, He's married and he's a grandfather. Stephen Drulis is here. He's the chef and owner of uh, Vivaldi Restaurant in the West Island. He's 41, married with uh, pretty young kids. And Marshall Duskus, who's 48, twice divorced, and also a dad. Uh, So, uh, actually, this text says, I'm very happy to have a panel where there is a member in his 60s. I am a very long-time listener. I've participated in several of your events. I've assumed that once you're in your 60s, the game is over. What? The game is not even close to being over. Uh, no way, no how. We're, Otherwise, not, even, we're not even at halftime. We're that's still going. right. That's <laughs> right. No, no, no. It's just, that's why I wrote the book, Sex Over 50. Come on. Uh, definitely not over. Uh, a couple of other texts. Um, this one says, so long as you are not denying your partner sex because you prefer porn, then it's not an issue. And that's the that's the most important piece there. I think you'd be betrayed. Anybody would feel betrayed if they weren't, if you were open to sex with your partner and your partner was rejecting you because they were they were more interested in, in, in the porn. Then any, I think anybody would feel betrayed by that. But it's not the porn itself. It's the neglect. 
It's like you're neglecting me, but you're getting, you know, you're getting your your sexual uh, uh, fix elsewhere. And here I am. I want to have sex with you and you're not having sex with me. And that can open up the door to infidelity. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that's uh, to me, that's that's uh, quite a problem. Uh, Texter writes in, I have neuropathy and can't eat, can't really move around. And my husband thinks he is superior to me because of sickness. How do I convince him I need help? First of all, I don't know what kind of help you need. If you need help around the house, I would assume uh, you would. And certainly somebody's illness or your partner's illness does not make that person superior to you in any way um i think it's pretty crappy if uh he's not being supportive someone's taking advantage of you or thinking that they're superior because they're healthier than you are it's low life mm-hmm. that's a low life okay that's a strong word but yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> i mean I, no it's okay I, mean, I don't know you know we don't we don't, I, we I don't know, have I, context i don't know the right? whole situation right right right, right. but but based on just that that's what i would Right. I'm I'm thinking, does he not believe your illness? Does he minimize your illness? Yeah. Is there uh is he not being supportive? Is is he not doing everything there is to make your life more comfortable? I mean, this is what teamwork is about. When you're a team, if one person is down, the other person needs to ta- pick ta- up, needs exactly. to pick up and, and take over. Yeah. That's like that's a given. Uh, this text writes, I'm 21 with 39 years experience. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sex is still great. However, erectile dysfunction may happen more now than when I was younger. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's perfectly normal. You know, when you are, uh, 60, even at fifties, you occasionally it won't, it just won't go where you want it to go. It's not a guarantee. That's right. Thank you, Erwin, <laughs> sixty-one years old. But, the, but, there, but there's but there's medication that you can take for that. Yeah, but you wouldn't need medication if you just accept that every once in a while, whether you're too tired or whatever, whatever is the cause, that it's just not it's just not happening. It's just it's just not working. You only need medication if it's something that is con- you're consistently having a problem with. Well, is it erectile dysfunction due to something in your? Brain? Something, yeah. No, I mean, sometimes it's just a physical thing. It's as you get older, it it, uh, it just it may happen it, it more be, regular. Or when you talk, you're, it, you're it, in your it 60s. Could, it could just be like a, a misconnect. You know, the mind doesn't make the mechanical part work. That's right. The mind can be <laughs> the there. Mind, the mechanics. The mind wants to do it. The mind it, is very powerful. That's right. Well, but it's also the blood flow. So yeah. as you get older, your blood isn't flowing as well or as easily if it's it's a, if it's a consistent problem you you should get that checked because maybe your blood isn't flowing to other Im- more important dare i say areas uh so that would be kind of a signal that something you know could be off no in your 60 it doesn't work like when it was 30 that's right yeah you, you can't can you run as fast at 60 as you did when you're 30 Absolutely no not. same thing hey, same look, thing when you're not in a, a relationship and your sex life is uh let's say uh Less, uh, less, well, active, less, less active. active that's mm-hmm. what, thank you. Is less active. Like the recovery rate when you finally do end up in a sexual encounter could be a lot faster because you're thinking, hey, when's the next time going to happen? Could be a while, you know? But maybe when you're, you're married or you have your wife and you can, you know, it's pretty much there when you both want it. Uh, the recuperation rate could be like, eh, we can pick this up tomorrow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can put it off. I don't want to strain too hard. I don't want to strain too much. Yeah. So talking about uh, forms of infidelity, fantasizing 
about someone else. Like if you found out your partner was fantasizing about some other person while they were having sex or while they were masturbating, would that be would would that offend you? Would would you be upset by that? Would that be something that what would you think? I think I'd be well, I mean, not much really bothers me, but if it's a famous person, I wouldn't care because we all have like our top five of famous people. <laughs> uh, it was like someone in my social circle, I'd be a little freaked out. Yeah. Okay. All right. What yeah. would you think? Or- I, I, I agree that if it was someone that I knew, uh, I would probably not be happy about it. Um, it w- if it was a female, I'd be more interested. If it was somebody local. Um, but uh, oh, that's so, never, if, yeah. so if she fantasized about a woman, you'd be fine. If she fantasized about a guy, you'd not be fine. So typical. <laughs> so typical. Irwin. No, no, no. Listen, I, I, Daniel will tell will, will tell you that's that's Irwin's girlfriend, the 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 um, Priyanka Chopra, the one who married uh, Nick Jonas. Mm-hmm. I thought she's beautiful, and I still be in love with Halle Berry, but. Let's just face it. Okay, but those are famous people. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Does but it that, matter? That, that, that's who I would fantasize. That's who you would want right. to fa- be fantasizing about. And if not, she not was like, fantasizing about Not like about my some... neighbor next door. <laughs> well, okay. What if she was fantasizing about your neighbor next door? It's just fantasy. We're not talking about anything real. Yeah. I could honestly say that I have never... I've never even given a thought. I've never, never thought. I've never, ever fantasized about another person while having no, the no, sex no, with no, my partner. Ever. Mm-hmm. That's never happened. Me neither. Hmm. No, 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 not while having sex. No, that's a little bit weird. Okay. Um, I have another topic I want to get with you guys, which we'll uh, we'll do this shortly. But I want to talk about couples who go to bed, whether they go to bed at the same time or not, and whether this impacts your relationship and why couples don't go to bed at the same time. So a lot of people assume ah, maybe it's not such a good idea not going to bed at the same time. But what happens also when you're a night owl or you're 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 the night person and your partner may be a morning person. So that can also cause uh, a different kind of uh, bedtime, let's say bedtime routine. And does this impact your relationship? So I want you guys to think about that and look at uh, w- you know, think about which one you are, which they call it a chronotype, which chronotype are you, night or morning? Uh, and I'll tell you what that actually says about you. I talked about this last week on the show, but I want to get your take on this as well. This is our Boys Club, Irwin, Stephen, and Marshall in studio with us discussing topics from a guy's perspective and anything you want to throw their way. They are more than open at with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. The guys in studio, the Boys Club, so excited to have them. Uh, Marshall Duskus in studio, 48, twice-divorced father of three, IT company owner, Stephen Drulis, chef and owner of uh, Vivaldi Restaurant, 41. He's uh, married and a father of two young kids, Erwin Lamberski, 61, married, father of six, grandfather of three. He's the most prolific of them all. Clearly, uh, we're talking about uh, staying later or not. So, should couples go to bed at the uh, at the same time? And if they don't, does this affect uh, the relationship? So, I don't know what yours. I know you work in the restaurant business, Steve. So, I cannot imagine that you're on the same uh, schedule as your wife. I used to typically go to bed three hours after my wife. Okay. Till we had kids. 
and now, then now it's like I can't even keep my eyes open. They get me up so early that. But do you go to bed at the same time as your wife? Does she or are you usually like until you close the restaurant and all that? Like, are you home late? Are you uh, I'm I'm home before bedtime, so I've arranged it that way. You know. So yeah. you're home at her bedtime, is what you're saying? Yeah. Like, okay. For the most part, most nights. Yeah. So most nights you guys go to bed together. Yeah, and it's probably it's not the way I thought I was gonna do things. I just. Uh, what do you I, mean? How did you think you were going to do things? I've always been a night owl. So, okay. uh, like, the first, before we had kids, when we were living together, I mean, she'd go to bed, and, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, I'd be up till 2, 3 in the morning watching TV, or relaxing, okay. this and that. And right. Kids does change a lot. Eh? It changes a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes you more tired. What about you, Marshall? So, um, my girlfriend and I do not live together. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we do go to bed, it's uh, we go to bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that if you don't go to bed at the same time, then you're not in sync for, you know, for... The rest of it? The rest of it, mm-hmm. you know. You're missing each other. Well, uh, you've you've also had, you know, quite a bit of marital experience. So I don't know in your... Well, I could tell you, you that... I could tell you that um, my second marriage, I would go to sleep way later. Way later? Okay. Yeah, yeah I would... Uh, I was sort of like a night owl mm-hmm. in the marriage. But now... Um, I go to sleep around. I try to be in bed by like eight thirty, nine o'clock p.m. I, yes. Oh, wow. Unless nine I'm going out, I could I could take it all My night long. Begins. But if I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. I like to come home, make myself a dinner, have a drink, and if I'm if I'm not if I'm going to sleep alone that night, I'll crawl into bed, watch CNN, eight thirty, nine o'clock, fall asleep by wow. ten, eleven, and I'm up by five a.m. Right. So you are you know? not a night owl. I'm not a night owl anymore, unless I have to be, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm good to go. Like tonight. Right. Like tonight. Right. What about you? Do you go uh, to bed I, at the same time? I used to. We, we get into bed at the same time. Uh, usually we talk or, you know, we, we sometimes we do different things while, while, we're, while we're in bed, whether it be watch a TV show or something. Daniel usually falls asleep before, before I do. Before you? Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm, usually the, I'm usually the last guy to turn out the lights. All right. Well, this texter says, I stay up later than my girlfriend. She likes to be held in bed. I lay with her until she falls asleep. She is okay with that. We wake up together. That is equally important. I think that is the solution. Exactly what this person describes is if you don't go to bed together, if you can tuck the other one in and hang out for a little bit, it's comforting, first of all. There's a nice feeling to it. There's a little bit of a bonding experience there. And then get up and go do go do your thing. And then there are some of us who are on completely different schedules. Maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why my marriage has lasted so long because we are on completely different schedules where the only time we have the same schedule is on the weekend. And But otherwise, we have to make, we just have, you have to make it work, right? You, you like some of us don't have a choice to be we we can work late the other one works early well you know you could also be uh, an early riser and, yeah well uh, being know. a late being a night owl and then an early riser at the same time just doesn't I, I i personally would not be able to function for very long if i had to do that that just doesn't work i'd rather be you know in the morning 
Like if, if my, before my partner leaves, he can crawl into bed with me for a little <laughs> bit and, you know, or, or whatever, and do a little snuggle and then get up and go. But otherwise there's like, it's, it's very difficult. If, if I wake up at 630 in the morning and my wife is still in bed with me, I'm wondering what's wrong. Right. She's, well, she's up she's, earlier she's, than she's you. Up because she has her routine and she she needs to do her workout. And it's a way that she starts her day and she's good with it. And then I'm getting up and I'm doing my routines. So, I mean, but generally speaking, we mostly go to bed on time together. And yeah. we like that cuddle at night and a little bit before we go to bed. Yeah, just as a, a little word of advice, if you don't have, if your schedule doesn't allow it, you have to make dates you have to make dates where you meet in bed at some point. So, and that's important. Whether you meet for lunch, you have like a afternoon thing, or you make sure that on the weekend you have that quality time together and that the, just the physical bonding time together, I think, is really important. A couple of texts to share. Uh, this texture says, it doesn't seem very kosher or respectful towards your partner to be fantasizing about anyone within your mutual circle and or vicinity, such as a neighbor or coworker, for instance, when you're intimately and romantically involved with each other. You're right. It, it can feel like uh, that can feel like a betrayal, but I just want to point out it's also just a fantasy. Exactly, it's just a fantasy, and letting pe controlling people's you know, telling them what they can and can't think of, and. Uh, it, it, look, if it, if you tell me it's the only way you can be sexual with your partner, then there's a problem with the relationship, right? right. If you have to fantasize about someone completely other than your partner, there's a there's some kind of issue going on there that needs to be dealt with. But otherwise, let's not get too too caught up. It it is just a fantasy. You're not acting on it. You, the the it's not a wish. It's a fantasy. There's a difference between a, a wish. I want to do that versus I'm just fantasizing about that. But why even tell your partner if it's just yeah? A, you well, know, exactly. You don't why, have to. Why do you have to? You know, you don't have to. Especially if they're sensitive to something like that. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, Texter writes, hi, love your show. I'm in my early 50s and have four partners. Ooh, I can get perfectly hard, but if I have to perform more than once during a two-day span... That's what Steve was talking about. I get an extra boost from taking just 25% of the blue pill. If I take more than that, I'm putting holes in the wall, knocking my fridge over. You get the idea. So all that to say, if I only had one partner, I'd probably be okay. However, at my mid-50s, I'm enjoying sex now more than in my early years. Yeah. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Good yeah. for him. But how do you fit four partners in one bed? He must have a California king. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're at the exactly the same I know, time. I know. But uh, how that does would, he? How does he keep it but, going? Right. But that, that, that would be impressive. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, you've just impressed our guys. Look at that, huh? Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Erwin, uh, if uh, people want to find you, where do they uh, need to go? You can go to, uh, I'm on Twitter, to, at Erwin Lambruski, and I'm also on www.idgroup.ca is our website. And no stalkers, please. No stalkers, please. Yeah, Thank you very that's much. That's right. Uh, Steve Droulis. Uh, I'm usually standing behind the stove at uh, <laughs> Vivaldi Restaurant. You can find all the details there. On any social media at restofavaldi.com. Check it out. The food is delicious, and it's bring your own wine. Uh, Marshall Duskus, you're right. I'm IT. on Insta. You could find me on, on the Duskus. <laughs> That's where I am. There you go. Uh, guys, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure having you. 
Uh, thank you all for your texts. Uh, great text tonight, and thank you for spending your time with us. Thanks to our technical producer, Chris, as well. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O, or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can pick up any old show, previous shows. They're all podcasted. Uh, you can pick them up easily right off of my website, drlori.com. Just go to where it says Passion Radio, and you can pick them up there. Coming up uh, next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion. Come on, just stop your feet. Still that pace on the hits the ground. Come on, baby, just stop your feet. Just stand.